0: We've had donuts, we've had, we've had choco doughs, we've had maple doughs, we've had yeah, choco I, doughs. I, I know the
1: last time we were here, we had a nice uh, choco loop dough, and was, I thought we'd go for a dough this time. And
0: before that, we had a maple dough. Oh,
1: I'm glad I wasn't there for that one.
0: <laughs> You're not a fan of the maples?
1: No, I don't know what the point of maple is. Why wouldn't you just get chocolate? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, what about, what about chocolate with maple syrup on it? Okay, okay. 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 Let's take it one step further back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're given a you're given a big old stack of flapums. Are you you're gonna put butter on the flapums? Are you gonna put? You're not gonna butter the flapums. No butter. No butter. Who oh, needs the, it? Sans butter on the flapums. Are you gonna are you gonna hear up the flapums?
1: Hear up? Huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll hear up them up. Okay. Hear rip them up. Sir What
1: if
2: what if they came with butter on them? If em. I
1: can't tell, go ahead. What okay. if?
2: Yeah. What if they came with? What if they were? made with an extra amount of butter inside them
1: um what if uh, it's buttermilk uh, perfect i'll eat them up as long as there's not a fat slab of butter <laughs> on top of those flaps i'm happy
2: it's a Butter flaps. Butter flaps. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh, it's
1: a po- is that a pokemon i want oh. a-
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's a nice thing to say <laughs> 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 I, I want
0: Comics Place Podcast, Episode Number Fifty Nine, where every Tuesday we chant fifty nine and pick up a bunch of boxes of books in the UPS store, bring them to the Comics Place, sort them, count them, go through them, pilfer them, rifle little rat fingers. Django eats pastry weird. Hey, um, <laughs> hey. Uh, we pick all the books we're excited to read. Uh, we take them home, we read them. You know, sanctified safe places. Bring them back to this place. This is the sanctified. This place. even more sanctified place. We hang out in a lot of holy places. Um, Hosanna, here we are, Comics Place podcast, uh, where we engage in a variety of tangents, either related to or unrelated to the books, our shop, or the comings and goings of our life. The middle part's fallen apart, but that end, I'm sticking the landing these days, and oh, it's yeah. proud of it. Um, I'm Jeff, and I am filled with a oh, soft and warm holiday glow that I think that both of my, my boys here can feel.
1: I'm Brayden, and... It's, uh, I can feel it. I can also hear, like, a like a sleigh bell, it sounds like.
2: I think Ty is vacuuming. Oh, okay. I'm Django. I think I swallowed a
0: tree branch. <gasps> that Those are my soft pine boughs. That
1: was the mistletoe.
0: They're softer on the outside. They're, they're pokey in your gullet. You know that outside of
2: a dog, a book is man's best friend? <laughs>
0: Well, when you're inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. That's one of those Django statements that you don't know if it's a wise thing or if it's a joke. Yeah, or I was gonna say, what about down. like
1: cats? They can be pretty cool sometimes, although I'm not generally a fan. Yeah, I'm a cat guy, but, but I'm also a like dog boy. Cat is a boy named Henry. Listen, has anybody ever
2: said a cat is a man's best friend?
0: No, because cats don't give a fuck about you, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to think that their best friend doesn't like them that much. <laughs> This week we're going to be talking about Klaus (laughs) and the crisis in Xmasville. Hashtag the reason for the season. Keep the spirit alive. I'm here for St. Nick. See you on the other side of the holidays.
2: Uh, And also rock candy mountain number, I don't know, number of the newest six.
1: And then we're going to have a big old comics place patented. Oh, patented. Buckshot. (laughs) T.M.,
0: Trademark, Buckshot round
1: with a ton of different books, and you'll you'll find out what they are soon enough.
0: Yeah, Catboy, yeah. We will too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't really even talk about our buckshots, bu- buckshots. No, we definitely don't I talk about, 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 our buckshots. about my backshot before any of this is gonna happen. I tell you,
1: um, and then we're gonna do a bunch of Batman books,
0: and then we're gonna do a bunch of Batman books. We'll stop talking about them when they stop being good. Yeah, DC. Yeah, or cool, even just right? when not interesting stuff happens in them. That's not the point. The point right now is that if you do get real quiet and you listen and you put an ear to the ground, just beyond the crickets, you'll hear the far-off jingle tinkles of old Crisp Kringle and Klaus and that crisis in Eximusville come in here. Number one shot by grant morrison and dan mora <laughs> listen last time we talked about the klaus one shot for christmas it was last year and it was the first time that jenny and i recorded a podcast with only two people
1: we jeff normally... brought a
2: knife and i didn't know i was supposed to bring
0: a knife for the klaus discussion
1: you always gotta bring a knife
0: it's klaus and not only does it have to be a knife it has to be fashioned from elkhorn oh what not,
1: not reindeer oh god that's morbid brayden i they eat reindeer in finland
2: yeah, I made mine out of elf horn. <gasps> Which elf? Which horn? <laughs> we'll
0: find out, won't ya? Poor little guys. Hey, Brayden, have you read any
1: Klauses before? Never, ever. There
0: was a seven-issue mini series. Issue three, I famously ordered like sixty-five extra copies. Yeah, that's, that's copies. all I
1: remember about it. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it's the mini one. Want... <laughs> it yeah. was my
0: first real and only time I've ever messed up or done anything not perfect in front of Django. So. It's, it stands out.
1: So what's uh what's up with this class? Like I was I went into this expecting like okay so this is supposed to be like the the real Santa Claus and I guess he's like a badass kind of warrior type. He's
0: basically but then I went into star Superman of Christmas. Okay. And he, but there's like aliens and yeah he ate a bunch of psychedelic mushrooms and then got abducted by aliens and then woke up and he had made a whole bunch of toys. And there was this bad town, and the evil king man had stolen all of the toys from everybody because he had a child, and the child was spoiled, and he wanted all the toys. So naturally, all star, all star Santa Claus uh, made a bunch of toys and brought them to all the people and battled off the bad people. That's and really then, nice of him. Yes, <clears throat> and then last year we had a one shot called something, 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 an evil gnome named Shoe Licker, Spoon Licker,
1: oh. Spoon Licker. And those are like those, those weird bad anti-Santa's. So they're not like Krampus's, but they're like these horrible elves that just do shitty things. And spoon Luckies, we call uh, them. Yeah, sure.
0: Anti-Klaus. Anti-Klaus's. So this <laughs> is... So, yeah, that miniseries was two years ago. Last year we got a single <laughs> issue. It's still Grant Morrison and still Dan Mora. Um, what'd you guys think about this? Django famously hates Christmas. You... Our, this whole issue, Django, is basically a metaphorical and then brought down to a literal two dimensional uh, extension of our relationship. I, <laughs> the light version of Santa Claus, battling you, the Policola. dark side, Pola Cola, evil, dark equivalent <clears throat> of Klaus from the Negaverse.
1: So we've got Django Scrooge. Yep. Your ghost of Christmas present.
0: Um, I'm Bob Cratchit.
1: Okay. I'm uh, Tiny Tim.
0: God, that's good. Here we have Scrooge, Bob Gratchit, and Tiny Tim.
2: I, uh... I like the art alright. There was actually some really cool panels in this.
0: Pretty different art style, I feel like, from the last two, though. And I can't quite place my finger on
2: it.
1: Well, he's been writing a lot of uh, Go-Go Power Rangers.
2: I think he drew it in colored pencils. Like, there's no...
1: Solid...
0: No
2: real solid ink lines anywhere on a lot of these pages. Hmm. Um... Or it's just watercolored. It's it's I think he he colored it and drew it. I don't know that he colored the earlier ones. Um, the story I thought was you're gonna hate this, Jeff. <gasps> You're gonna hate this. No, no, no. Bring <clears throat> it
0: to me. Bring it to me. I thought that this me. story wrap it up in a package and set it on my doorstep. This story is beneath Grant Morrison. Oh <gasps> god. I mean, there are ways that you can dress this package that are not so egregious.
2: I'm 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 curious to see why this story stands out for you, because I'm I'm hundred percent positive you liked it. Maybe even loved it. But for me it seemed like like someone with a lot less chops could have done ninety nine percent of this story, and there wasn't anything that stood out to me as oh, holy shit! This is a master. Oh holy writing. night! Oh holy night! <laughs> this is a master of comic book creation writing this book.
1: I mean, it's a one shot, and yeah, <clears throat> <clears throat> Grant Django. Morrison is used, known for his like big, huge arcs. And I didn't. Hate He's it.
2: got some good backups. I I did not hate it, but if Dan Slott's name had been on here, I wouldn't have been. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been super surprised. Um, what are
1: you saying about Dan Slott? Yeah, he's, he's the... no
2: Grant Morrison, but he's he's a fine writer. Like I, I don't have a huge problem with this. It just seemed. Uh, I'm probably saying all the exact same shit I said for the last Christmas. I special hate we read. Christmas. <laughs> Santa Claus not is even that. evil.
0: Bum, the bug. color red is Satan's blood. Why can't we just be open on Christmas? Exactly. <laughs> I, I I'll really... be here on New Year's Day. <laughs> I really liked the like the the evil
2: Santa Claus town. Mm-hmm. and uh i thought that is the, that where
1: you want to live you monster <laughs> <laughs> you
2: horrible horrible corporation trapped in a dusty man that's where i'm gonna send you guys <laughs> no
1: i'm not getting the i already
2: live there um yeah I, I i thought it was fine i didn't i didn't love it i didn't hate it
0: yeah i agree with you it's fine um You know, you win some, you dim some. I love Grant Morrison. I love Christmas. This wasn't his best showing. I didn't like it as much as the one shot from last year, which I liked in general more than the miniseries. What I do really like about it is it sort of comes back... uh, Yeah, Grant Morrison is an awesome, awesome, magnificent writer, and I like that he kind of just leaves some bunny pellets of stories in his wake. Like, this doesn't feel like his magnum opus. This isn't a thing he's been working on for a really long time. I think he really likes Christmas, and so he writes one issue of a Christmas character a year, and I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, it's kind of time and time come back to the argument of it's cool to believe and it's cool to have imagination, and and in the world, our imagination is sort of stripped from us. And I think that's the sort of the gem idea here. <clears throat> but I think the... The, the threads of, like, the Pepsi Town and then the threads of, like, the aliens, they weren't super tight. Um, the the end pages did give me goosebumps. I really liked that last page. Like, I I love the idea of this character of, like, all-star Superman Santa Claus, and that's how I was reading it and how yeah. I was thinking about it. And, and I read it in a sort of, like, a cup voice. Like, the whole thing is a little bit dumb and over the top. Uh, but it's... Yeah, it's 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 fine. There's a Frank Quietly variant cover that makes it all worth it. Oh, but, yeah. But I love Christmas, so I'm not bummed to be reading this at all. What do you think, Brayden?
1: I think I liked it a little more than both of you, just because this is my first experience with this character. Mm. And he's pretty cool. He's
0: super cool. Like
1: He stabs this, this like super Saiyan wolf form of his anti-self. Um, I like the art a lot. Actually, like, a lot of the double-page spreads, there's the mm-hmm. one where he's, like, he's on the rooftop with his cape. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing Like, pick, perfectly yeah. angled behind him. That one's, like, so cool. And it definitely got me in a weird Christmassy mood. And it got me definitely more curious about the workings of this universe and how Christmas works in it and who all these bearded men are
0: in the last issue it's got like embodiments of all the different religious pantheons of santa claus oh. so like you get like jesus and then you know like the russian one is in this one santa and claus. Santa, yeah like uh
1: i got the issues if you want to borrow them no oh, jenga you shove those issues up your ass
0: so i wasn't going to read this issue today because i wanted to wait till a little bit closer to christmas because i love me a chris oh, I, w- I was picturing my fresh balsam candle uh, my open windows a day off and snow. So every aspect of that is a fantasy. Yeah. Um, but, but I was picturing reading it in my room with the windows open and there being snow outside and smelling pine and reading this. Um, instead, I read this at Tadeo's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right before I came here uh, over a chimichanga.
1: <laughs> so... I read this at Rudy's with pizza. And I love the heft of the book and like the thickness on the cover because it's very easy to... Read in one hand.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah. I and I did that. I did. Doesn't I flop had to. Away. I was... read it naked. Oh, God. you win. <laughs> <laughs> I was not at
2: Tadeo's. I, was... <laughs> I wasn't eating. We Mexican would have food asked you to leave. Yeah, I think yeah. I would have noticed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I like that this exists, and I I love Christmas, and I think more Christmas books the better. Um, but. This one, I don't think. I, I think dealt with a real similar theme as last year's, mm-hmm. which is like you can believe or you cannot believe. But there's there's nothing cool about being cynical, and that's sort of a big important thing in my life that well, I try to.
1: There's a lot of money to be made in being cynical, for sure. Just ask Paula. You can't spell
0: cynical without sin.
1: Whoa! <laughs> you can't spell it with it either.
2: Spelt C Y N. That's a Rob Liefeld image book from the mid '90s, oh, isn't it? God. Oh, and I, I you're hope thinking so. Of she. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> but but yeah, uh I, g- I give this um a 7 because Christmas can no, a 7.5. I give it a 7.5. I, I there was nothing bad about it and and I liked it and the the end really did make me feel good. I like the idea of there being this benevolent Christmas god who wants to help these people and There's a there's a good couple like last two or three pages jumps to current day is all I'm saying. If someone
1: can make uh that Christmas flare gun and give it to Jeff as a, like a present. Mm. mm. Uh
2: I give it a 6. Mm. Because I'm not bummed that I read it, but I'm sure not going to read it again.
1: Yeah.
0: But you'll read next year's Klaus, right?
2: Does the Pope shit in the woods? (laughs) It's a Grant Morrison book.
1: (laughs) Uh, Seven. It was good. Oh. Bing. Bing. Bing indeed. (coughs) Oh. Oh. But this Frank (laughs)
0: Quietly cover is real (laughs) nice. (laughs) Oh, talk to me, boys.
2: Oh, buddy. Rock Candy Mountain. This is chapter six, where the rain don't fall. Chapter six of... Nine, I think?
1: Nine? That's
2: what it looks we're like getting, in the back. We're
1: getting to the end here. Really? Yeah. You think
0: it's going to be the end of the series? It's.
1: Oh, yeah. Finale. No, it, they're, they're planning to end it.
2: Written oh, and drawn oh. by Kyle Starks, colored by Chris Schweitzer. Um, man, I, I read this right before the podcast when Jeff was setting up, and I was giggling like a little kid. It was over adorable. And over and over. I
0: haven't seen him laugh that hard in a comic in a while.
2: Um it this this book is still like from the beginning it's been super cartoony and goofy looking with some very cinematic shots in it um and just a lot of great gags but also it feels like real stakes Mm -hmm. somehow um so in this issue the the Main hobos trying to get away from some bad people who are trying to steal the Spear of Destiny, the fake Spear of Destiny that he's carrying.
1: I believe his name is Jackson.
2: Jackson, and uh, meanwhile, Jackson's old running partner is being grilled by the devil. Oh, uh, the devil's trying to get
1: him to sell and his soul. And some of his fellow hobos were literally grilled by the devil.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. When the devil shows up, he burns two dudes sitting on a log, and uh, it's gross. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for, like, a book that looks as cartoony as this, like, it's pretty oof. Um.
2: Yeah, and, the guy, like, this This has some of my favorite quotes of any comic I've read this month.
0: That hemorrhoid quote was disturbingly oh. true to the point.
2: It's the, so
1: good. The line where he says, my ass, as yeah.
2: he's <laughs> <laughs> kicked off. Yeah, so uh, they're fighting on a train. and This one guy's like, wait, don't hit me, don't hit me. I got a case of hemorrhoids so bad it's like a bag of marbles with teeth in there trying to eat my soul. <laughs>
0: I sympathize with the plight, my dude. Yeah.
2: And then he gets kicked, and the sound effects of him getting kicked, he's, he's shouting my ass, and there's just this pop, 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 pop.
0: Oh! <laughs> the pops!
2: The yeah. pops! And I know Braden's usually the one on uh, sound effects.
1: He's watch. the sound
0: effect guy. Man. He's our sound effect guy. <clears throat> Did
1: you see these other sound effects, Braden? I like the the whoop and the devil port yep. sound effect. and the boom yud. Yeah, that that one I got caught on for a while because I didn't, I couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> oh, guy, I'm
2: fucked. The guy says, "I'll get him, Babs," or my name ain't. And you got to turn the page to see the punchline, Champ Wachowski, oh. and then he immediately gets kicked in the stomach, and the sound effect is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, footed. Yeah. F-
1: <laughs> Boom,
2: and the way he escapes by standing in the smokestack so they can't see him, yeah, oh, it's so funny. Um, and then his buddy, I think, did we find out that he's gay, mm-hmm. and so he thinks he's bound for hell, mm. and he can't sell his soul to the devil. And the devil's like, dude, nobody cares who you have sex with <laughs> unless it's like an, uh, an immediate relative or an animal <laughs> or child. Can, or a child, you can, you could totally sell your soul to me still. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, the devil's great. He's, and he inadvertently tells the devil where Jackson's going because he says he's trying to get back to his family. So devil's on to Jackson's trail again, which is not good. Yeah. But last but time the devil cut up to him like he got his ass handed to him because no man can beat Jackson.
0: I, I think I read the first four issues. I didn't read the last issue of Volume 1. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sad to hear this is going to be ending, though, because I really want to be caught up on it and be reading it. The guy cartoons his ass off; like, oh, yeah. he conveys a lot with not many lines.
1: I'm I'm kind of glad this is ending actually, because mm-hmm. it seems like a uh, a story that should have an ending. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's something that could drag on forever and ever. Okay, and so I'm glad that I'm going to have this complete Kyle Stark's saga of Rock Rocky Mountain.
0: Tell you what, I wish that they had not released a paperback of like issues one through five to have a second one be like six, yeah. seven, eight, and nine. Like they should have just waited I think a year to be a nine. You think yeah. it's going to be eight oh, issues? Yeah. Well,
1: at the oh, end yeah, it said, six, seven, at eight. the end it said, yeah, next there's going to be two part finale. So maybe they'll be big or something.
2: Um, the page three is just four panels across the page, and it starts oh, yeah. with a shot of two train cars looking up, uh, up at two train cars between and them. Jackson jumps over them, and then there's an empty, like, the, the two train cars again, and then all these bad guys jump over them, and it just made me want to rewatch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade again. Mm. It made me want to watch
1: uh, Oh Brother, We're Out, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I loved it. I love this issue. I, I'm ready to score it.
1: Mm, me too. i, I give it a 9.4. Um, I give it a nine. Yeah. I think my only problem with it is there was no uh, hobo history in the end. Yeah, um, that was a bummer. Every issue so far has had something back there, and this one didn't, and... Well, they made
2: room for this Void Trip.
1: Yeah. I hope I hope they didn't get cut out for Void Trip, and they just ran out of stuff or didn't have time. Yeah. Because yeah. those were really cool.
0: Yeah, and Void Trip's been out for like two weeks.
1: Yeah, I wonder yeah. if this
2: issue's late, or if if they don't care. Monsters, or the rain don't
0: fall. I want to get caught up on it. Hey, did everybody get everything out of that Justin visit that they wanted? No,
1: no, not 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 nearly enough. Did
0: everybody? Did anybody have their day, their perfect day? You know, made what, real. No,
1: no, I had bits and pieces, but
0: uh. man, I really lucked out considering my day went almost point for point exactly how I had <sighs> hoped it would. Of course, did. Bitch. What's
2: ven astrology like? <sighs>
0: I don't know what the words "hoity toity" mean, um, but this. But you know how it, it, feels. it sounds like that in there. There's a lot of "hoit" and a lot of "toit" in oh, both yeah. directions.
2: Um, my perfect day with Justin is 365 days long. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Justin balls in your court. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad he was here. Oh, that sure was nice. Hey, speaking of which we put a little special edition podcast up in the feed. Oh yeah. Um of Justin and Roman and I sitting down and breaking a little bread and, you know, having a burying the hatchet, putting the old dogs in the back of the yard. Listen, we had a good coming together. And going. And going. Uh you guys went together? We came together. Um, it was a lot of fun to do. I hope it wasn't too much of a downer for anybody out there. Oh,
1: no, I listened to it, and it was it was great. You it had was, fun. It was nice, deep, thoughtful discussion.
0: Yeah,
2: good. yeah. It was good discussion about bummer things, and I, I really enjoyed that.
0: I mean, like let's be realistic. it was pretty self-indulgent, but all of my conversations with Justin are self-indulgent because private conversations are supposed to be self-indulgent. We just put that one on the air. so
2: <laughs> and uh,
0: you know, nobody's making you listen. Nobody's making you listen. But we
2: like it when you do. I just
0: assume that you all love Justin as much or more than we do, (laughs) Um, which is almost impossible. So you guys, here we are. We're halfway through. We're missing Roman, as you guys may have known. So what we've decided to do is, uh, now that we're approaching the buckshot round. I thought
2: we were doing howls.
0: Oh god. I immediately go to I always think road runner. Me 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 me. It's okay. all very like buckshot, like Wiley e. Coyote trying yeah. to catch the runner. I uh
2: for some reason in my head whenever we say buckshot I think of that sound that they play. I think it like football games and morning talk radio.
0: Me <laughs> me yeah, the hip hop one. The mm. I don't know. Sam does a really good one. You know what I think is uh, Cowboy Bebop, the uh, the the show with the bounty hunter, Oh yeah, yeah,
1: the uh what is it called?
0: Um Big Shots? Yeah, I think it's called Big Shots. Uh, Shout out Cowboy Bebop. Listen, actually, if everybody could come into the store and put some outside pressure on Django to watch Cowboy Bebop or just minimize his experience for having not seen Cowboy Bebop, that would do us a lot of good. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. You've watched like four episodes. Yeah. So who wants to kick off the Buckshot Minute? The Buffalo Bill Minute. Well, so since Roman's not here, we're going to do two. (laughs) Buffalo Bill Minute. (laughs) Listen, man, we're, it's like jazz music me. today. Here we are. Guys, we just came dangerously close to losing some of this precious, precious audio. <laughs>
2: recording a whole <laughs> podcast without recording.
0: Listen, we one time had to redo about 25 minutes. I, I know one of these days we're going to lose a podcast and have to redo the whole thing, and I kind of look forward to it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like living on a prayer getting a
1: second chance
0: so which of you two clowns wants to get two minutes on the clock first we're running we're, we're running low on people so we're giving each we're giving ourselves 30 extra seconds
1: can i have uh three minutes
0: absolutely not you cannot have three minutes can i give him absolutely my can not. i give him my two minutes no can, can I, I have
1: i didn't really read
0: much else. i don't need an extra two minutes can about i have cat boy can i
1: have two <laughs> minutes and five seconds
0: uh, I'll give you two minutes and five seconds, but those last oh. five seconds are going to be you talking through the wh- the horn. Because <laughs> you're getting two minutes on the clock.
1: Listen, they don't call me Brayden Talk to the Horn Smith for nothing. Oh, man.
0: All right, so first up, two minutes on the clock. Brayden, Talk to the Horn Smith. You're on.
1: Catboy by Benji Nate. It was a webcomic on Vase.com, and it's been collected and expanded into a wonderful $20 book. And it's amazing, and it's about a girl who wishes her pet cat could hang out with her, like a human. And it turns into, like, just uh, a dude, basically. There's a cat, anthropomorphized, and they hang out, and he tries to be a cool roommate. He tries to get a job and do all these cool things, and it's hilarious. Um, Like, the start of every chapter, it displays them wearing, like... What they're wearing through the chapter, like each page, like every time I got to a new chapter, it's just a gasp because their outfits are so amazing and I wish I could wear them. Um, This book is the first book in a long time that has made me feel the way when I first read Teen Dog, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite comic of all time. And it's got uh, very similar vibes, very similar flow, and it's hilarious and cute and beautiful. And please buy as many as you can so Jeff has to order more because I love it. I also read a book called Sleepless from Image. It's by Sarah Vaughn, Lila Del Duca, Alyssa Sala, and Darren Bennett. It's uh, Sarah Vaughn, who's done Eternal Empire and a a variety of things with the Luna Bros, whose art I'm not a big fan of, so I was excited to see her work on a story with a different artist. uh, In this case, Lila Del Duca, and it was pretty cool. There wasn't anything major that like grabbed my interest and made me want to like read everything about it but i like the characters a lot and i like a lot of the designs there's a lot of cool outfits and the main character is very very cool and very kind of gender ambiguous even though he says he's a dude but it's i'm not i'm not sure if i'm on the train yet but i am definitely want to read a little more and it's a cool kind of fantasy setting
0: I'll keep going. You got five seconds. Catboy.
1: Catboy is super great. Please buy Catboy. I love it so much.
0: <laughs> I got a follow up for Brayden. Yeah, let's get a, let's get a moment to decompress about that. Yeah. Here. Can
1: you, can you tell me
2: um, how is Catboy different from just an expanded version of that? Being puppy cat. Doom Patrol oh. issue.
1: Oh my gosh! It's like his name is Henry in this, and Henry is. Who I wish Lotion was in Doom Patrol because he's Lotion's not the best roommate, but he tries hard and he's not a creep. And okay. that's all I really would have liked out of Lotion. Although Lotion, he looks we pretty cool. Yeah,
0: we're only you know a little bit into his arc. Fuck that cat! I think she did.
1: She sure did, and, and I'm looks sad real about cute. it. But, you
0: know, we didn't talk about that in the last issue of Doom Patrol that we skated over. But she did kiss somebody else at the end of the last issue.
1: She sure did. I don't know what's going on with Casey. Yeah.
0: Um, I want to just touch back on Teen Dog being your favorite comic of all time. Mm -hmm. I wish we had a video of Jeff's face when you said that. (laughs) My eyes lit up. I felt Christmas inside of me for a moment. You're shooting Christmas out of your eyes. I love Christmas, and I love Teen Dog. Oh, yeah. And I have recommended that book to a small handful of people, and no one has ever told me that it's their favorite book of all time, but it's up there for me, so I'm glad that...
1: It's the book. It's like those issues I've gone back and reread more than any other issues. It's it's just perfect. It's hilarious. The art is gorgeous and unique. <sighs> it's great.
0: Uh, Jangle,
2: you want to give me a hot two? Yeah, I can give you a hot two. Oh, I gosh. might not even hit two. Give me a hot one thirty.
0: Oh man, oh. this is insane! Just Whoa. a second, I'm dialing you back. I'm dialing <laughs> you back. Okay, okay. All right, Django Born, Django, What's your middle name? Is it Robert? No, no. Um, Robin. Really? Like Batman and I was pretty close. Speaking of that, Robert is very close to Robin. Yeah,
2: mm. yeah. Speaking Good of job,
0: that, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> we we I, Good job, Jeff.
2: I was hanging out with some friends last night and. Uh, I think Con Buckley came up with a good drink name. Mm. It's the Batman and
1: rum. Mm. Oh. It's good for after Jason Todd dies. (laughs) Uh,
0: What would that be? (laughs) Uh, Just Batman and rum. Yeah, but what's Batman? You have to
1: become Batman and have a shot of rum. Yeah, what would Batman
0: be? I think it's licorice. Yeah, like absinthe? I think it's like ginger, licorice, and rum.
1: Oh, jeez.
2: Maybe like uh, Absinthe, Jägermeister and rum. Well, you just... you're
0: making me want to get a little fucked up tonight. There <laughs> you go. You're making me want to go home and get a little rowdy. <laughs> I think but you instead just... I'll fall asleep. I know it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I figure you just have to dress up like Batman and have some rum. Uh, okay.
0: Thursday. I Friday mean,
2: nights. I got a gorilla suit up here.
1: Close enough.
0: Um, Django Robin Boren.
2: $1.30 on the clock. All right. So I read Paradiso. It's an image book. It's like this weird tech... Future that is mostly set in some wastelands and people pay to get uh, taken to the big city where things are supposed to be better. Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it, but the art is really cool. I didn't love it in the same way that I often don't really get grabbed by Rick Remender Comics, so I think that this is probably going to be something that people dig. I think that Django's just not going to dig it. It's by Ram V oh no um with art by dev malaya Pramanic and colors by dirbala kelly um pretty good i would i would give it a six and a half i also read paper girls number 18 by brian k vaughn with art by cliff chang and uh colors by matt wilson i still like this comic I'm not sure that Brian K. Vaughn knows where he's going, but yeah. it's engaging the whole time, so uh-huh. I'm going to keep reading it. It's For me at this point, it's fairly fluffy. I hope that he's got a target and an idea of, of what's going to happen in the end, but right now it just feels like a bunch of entertaining vignettes where each character meets a, a future version of themselves. I, I
1: got nothing else. Heavens to Betsy! I'm on the same I page. Seven. Paper Girls. Yeah. I, I I love it every time I read it, but I'm I'm always left wanting. Like, is there going to be an endpoint to this? Because it seems like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger without.
2: Yeah, like what leading happens, towards any resolution? I I couldn't tell you what happened between issue five and issue seventeen. Really, like Gosh. adventures. Yeah,
0: cool crazy. stuff. Huh? Um, that that's a little that's a little bit of a bummer here. I like yeah, I Saga mean, it's still too. good, I, yeah.
1: although Saga, I feel like there's more progression, more solid progression in the storyline.
2: Yeah, I just, like, I can't look at a cover and remember what happened in an issue of Saga.
1: I bet I might be able to. <laughs> um, but you, you picked two Image books this week, and I just wanted to mention that Image did three number ones this week, and the, most of the other ongoings they put out this week were pretty good ones. Yeah. Like, it was a good Image week this week.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't even know that that uh, Sleepless was what it is. Like, I, I didn't look at the creators or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably give that a shot. What was the other number one?
1: Uh, Witchblade, which isn't like...
2: that's Witch, Witchblade written by Alyssa Kitteridge, right? Who wrote so? Imaginary Fiends for Vertigo a couple weeks ago. Oh. And that was pretty good. Hmm. That was almost enough for me to want to read that. Okay. Not quite because it's a Witchblade, but if Did it said something else on the cover, gold embossed cover almost do it for you. No, I, I bet just, if I you
1: go like look home at home some old, on. some older Witchblade stuff, you might be less uh, enthusiastic about it. Jango
0: has been <laughs> taking gold, gold plated D or image number ones and having them CGC the week they come out. That should have been his ongoing weekly routine.
1: Ooh. <clears throat>
2: Listen, I'm just going to charge it to the shop. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 45 bucks. I want you to it's CGC like we have this. $1,300 in CGC fees. <laughs> Jango's had 12 books graded. Jeff Figley, you got two minutes. Oh, God. All okay, right. I'm doing it. Uh, Superman 36 oh. by Gleason, Tomasi, and Monkey. This is the end of that Imperious Lex arc where they went back to Apocalypse because of the Jeff Johns Apocalypse War stuff. It was fine. Um, not really impressed with. Any of it, it wrapped it up way too quickly. The cool part is that at the end they come back to the main planet Earth, and Lex kind of abandons the S on his <gasps> chest and he becomes a little bit more of a butthole like we all thought he was going to have. Oh. So that was cool. I give it a 7. Um, I also read Barbarella Number 1 from Dynamite by Mike Carey and Keenan Yarar. Mike Carey! I had Carey! no interest in Barbarella, don't know anything about the movie. I know it's just sort of like a sexy sci-fi story, so I opened it as a joke. And the art I really like. They're clearly uh, drawing heavily on Milo Minara and Mobius. So the designs of the characters and the faces are structurally really similar to old European stuff. So that's pretty cool. They do some really cool science fiction ideas. There's guns that are just like suggestion guns that make you feel things. They remove everyone's genitalia because love is a fallacy and they think it's rooted in genitalia. She incites an orgy in a prison and proves that that's not right. It was fine. I give it a a 6.5. I also read Captain America number 696 by Somni and Wade. This was even better than the first issue, I think. The art was real, real nice. Um, It was equally forgettable like the last one. It was just a sort of nothing story about Captain America and a town traveling around America. But he is gorgeous and the art Mm. is unbelievable and he actually fights a villain in this one. Um... It hammered the idea of, of Captain America being awesome home really well. It also uh, referenced that one p- image that Superman references at the end of All Star Superman, which is maybe oh, from Metropolis with it's a guy. Not home. Cool, you're gonna tell me about that later. I give that one a seven point five. Then finally, I want to talk a little bit about Astonishing X Men number six by Charles Soule and Mike Del Mundo. This one was also okay. It wraps up that whole. Uh, the Shadow King storyline, uh, they kind of rushed through that one. Mike Del Muno's art is pretty cool, but I don't know how well it works on a monthly book. The real interesting thing about this is that they bring Charles Xavier back from the Shadow Realm in the body of Phantom X. It's pretty ambiguous as it's happening. They just show his face a couple times. Charles Xavier's back.
1: Yeah, and now that we say that... Uh... Stop! Stop! We're going to talk about some books today, and they're going to have uh, some content in them. <laughs>
2: Spoilers. <laughs> Listen, if you're jumping in on this podcast at episode number 59... Uh,
0: man, four books. That's about as much as I can do in two yeah, minutes. That that's good. me talking fast, and I didn't get to say all I wanted.
1: Um, I do want to say... Yeah, Somebody, give me some questions. That's so Superman cover though. Pretty yeah, cool, Superman right? sitting
0: on the throne of Apocalypse. Yeah, Look he basically says he's going to take that th- he accepts the throne of apocalypse <gasps> but uh then they go back to earth and there's no follow-up with that
1: <laughs> cool yeah uh,
0: the charles xavier thing's pretty cool though i yeah. guess i like phantom x a lot um and they kind of put charles xavier in his body that's and, interesting and with a different face and
2: that's i really like this shot of Greeny goodness in yeah. battle in the superman gimme there it is. That's Somni art in Captain oh, America, wow. though. Damn, you guys.
1: Yeah, so I'm on that bike, and it's like, oof. Yeah. So that that image,
2: Jeff, I don't know exactly what it is. It's I thought it was people working in the in in the factories in Metropolis. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think it is maybe a war statue
0: image yeah I, I, for some reason associated with World War two I think it's
2: victorious for us though I don't think that it's uh i don't think that it's not a nazi statue
0: yeah no I, it's it, it's just like the working class or something it seems yeah. like a communist like sort of like a i don't know like a there's you know the the classic image of somebody <clears throat> pulling a lever with their shirt off and a m- m- mm. machine i don't know maybe that doesn't mean raising sense to a flag you guys. I hate to force you into a dark corner of moral ambiguity and crime alleys. And, and make you
1: tell us where the guy is. Where is <laughs> what was the... okay. Swear to me! <laughs> Swear to me!
0: Man, I really loved that just as a follow-up. Tell me where the guy is. <laughs> yeah, no. It was you the, get Batman. You I, get it. I was
1: pretty weak there, but uh, <laughs> Batman knows what he's looking for.
0: Batman White Knight number three.
2: Uh, you know what I like about this right out of the gate. Yeah. I like that the number of the issue is uh, in a circle here we go. and has the old Batman or the old DC insignia on the cover. That's the new DC insignia. It's the new DC insignia but without oh. the without the weird box that they
0: started Maybe doing. it's because it's Elseworlds so they're not doing that. Or because issue 1 and 2 came out and they didn't want to change the branding mid series. I think that's
1: it. I think it's I think limited series maybe that have come out since then are keeping the old stuff just cuz they're limited but
2: maybe or they scheduled this and sent the cover to the printer before they decreed the new the new way.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't like this one as much as the last issue. <gasps> I didn't read it. Oh, really? No.
2: I agree, but the Batmobile was awesome in this one.
1: Let me see.
0: Yeah.
2: He's uh he's got like a two-pronged Batmobile.
0: They kill Alfred.
1: Oh, <gasps> like, yeah.
2: Alfred dies. That wasn't that wasn't fun.
1: No. Oh.
0: It was a real bummer. They do it in a really, really nice way though. uh Batman shows back up at the the cave, and Alfred, who is dying, is like hooked up to a machine and it's prolonging his life and Batman like shows up and he's like bleeding and he hobbles to him, and then he passes out and he comes to later and he's hooked up to the machines, and Alfred's dead in a chair, oh no, so like Alfred's dying act was to patch Bruce up one more time, oh no, at his own cot like that is that's some good fucking comic booking right there,
2: yeah. Yeah, super sad. the The whole thing. I feel sad for Bruce in this, even though he's a giant dickhead. It's very sad. Like he's lost his mind. It's more like he hasn't gone over the edge to me as much as he's just kind of broken. Finally, like Batman's finally so obsessed that he's fucked up,
0: and like he's alienated all of his friends. And I, I. I don't know what this is going to be, and I keep thinking about, you know, Braden's like, ultimately, is this going to come back to Joker telling a joke, or is he actually cured? And I think that they're lingering, you know, that question. I think that's a big thrust of the book, um, which is a cool question to have dancing, but I, I do... It is a bummer that it comes at such a cost to Batman. I'd like... They further the whole to Harley Quinn thing, and new Harley becomes basically the Joker, so crazy, yeah. angry Harley becomes the Joker, and that's an interesting hmm. development. They sort of... Uh, solve the clay face being fed to all the people and being mind controlled there's a duke in this
2: yeah duke oh.
0: yeah my big complaint with this is that this it's an elseworld story and it's not clearly an elseworld story but it obviously was an elseworld story but in this one there's some really weird changes like at one point there is a robin talking to a girl and they're at the gravestone for Alfred, and it's a Robin saying that like they're right next to Jason Todd's gravestone. She's like, "Who's Jason Todd?" And the Robin is like, "Oh, he was Robin before me. Bruce never talks about him." But the Robin that's talking is Dick mm-hmm. Nightwing. So like Dick in this story was Robin after Jason Todd, which is a just a I don't know if that's an editorial mistake. Or what? But that's a really weird change yeah. to make if it is intentional. And it's do, like,
1: is that supposed to be, like, she, them explaining how it is in this universe to us? Or just, like, a weird... Right. It like...
0: took several panels, but they do say that that's Dick or that's... They say that he's wearing a different
2: costume. But I don't, I don't think she ever says it's actually Dick.
1: Okay. Huh,
2: maybe and I, I, I mean, I assume that it was Dick, but...
1: I guess it could be Tim.
2: Mostly because I can't see Tim drinking uh, Jack Daniels.
1: He's a Teen Titan.
2: He's a he's a post teen Titan.
1: He's a drunk Titan. He's the teen Titan.
2: <laughs> just just give me some of that some of that Tim juice.
1: Ugh. <laughs> no, she
0: says Dick. Does uh-huh. she? Yeah. So it is Dick. And it's just a really weird decision to change that continuity. And then it's really weird to I feel like include Duke in here and have him not have been the duke that he is but he's not enough of a story like a character to really incorporate into Elseworld. like well not yet yeah but it's yeah i agree but it's just like if you're doing an elseworld story to like hodgepodge a bunch of important parts of the mythos it seems weird to include a character who has really only been set up so far and he doesn't actually have any emotional impact duke seems like a
2: story rather than a part of the mythos right and it's a story that
0: hasn't really happened yet and his miniseries was, like, de- like canceled and delayed, and it is going to come out. Like, it almost just, like, feels like a, a lingering string from Scott Snyder's run that never got tied up. He never quite got to do what he wanted to, and they've just been putting off when they're actually going to do it. I could be wrong, but, yeah, that, that's a character that doesn't really have any resonance to me at all.
2: Um, yeah, it's still good. The art's still awesome. The uh, art... The storytelling is mostly really good. There were a couple points that I was confused, like when um, when Clayface dissolves and Harley's left just holding his brain and his tongue. Uh, I could have done with that figured out in a different way. But that just didn't, didn't oh. grok for me. And hmm.
0: the first five pages were sort of an action sequence that was a little bit mindless. Like I just sort of found myself just reading it at one point and not taking things in. Yeah. But... That's all, like, criticism from within the standpoint of, like, the last issue was one of my favorite Batman issues, you know, of the last many years, so I want this one to be the same. And these these are the instances of where it fell short. Um, a particularly incredible thing about this, though, I don't know how you do it. It made me think a lot about filmmaking, but he is really good at short, wide shots. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how he's so good at, like, wide shot action, but, like, the number of, like there's a scene where they're just driving in a car and it's a short box panel, but it's a whole width of the street right here. Like it's, he's able to convey like there's a much larger picture that's zoomed in and the top third and bottom third are cut out. Like, I don't know. He just, he puts way more width into a panel um, than most people do. There's all these wide shots. He does it time and time again in this issue. And it's, like a really interesting skill that just isn't in most books. And
2: when he does goofy layouts, like uh, the the there, there's a big old boring bunch of text on one of the pages, um, it's not hard to follow. A lot of times I get lost on on those, but the way that he's got it put together, not only did I not get lost, but if I had gotten lost, it wouldn't have really mattered because it was all very modular
0: word balloons, and you could
2: read the page in almost any order. Right. There's definitely a, a way you should do it, but it, it's not critical.
0: And on that same page, this sort of double page near the middle, like, there's a panel that's about an inch tall that expands beneath the entire width of the page, and he puts, like, all of Gotham into that one inch. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, I... There's just a lot of vanishing points and reference points for the art. There, it's it's truly he's an incredibly skilled artist. So and is like the fact that he's able to in each of these issues slide a punch in that is really like profound storytelling. This one with the Alfred, last yeah. issue with the Harley Quinn stuff. It's yeah, it, he's yeah, totally totally uh, deserves to live for several years off of the money he makes off this story.
1: Want to send me? give it a seven
2: seven five, yeah seven point seven
1: five. Wow, is that your first quarter score?
0: Well, he had nine point four earlier, didn't you,
2: he? You're the one with the database.
1: I'll check it later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I give it an eight. It's it's still like really 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 good, and this is probably my least favorite of the three issues. But that's still a pretty high standard. That's still a real high standard. Mm-hmm. So I I think this is going to be a really one of the better Batman stories. It's gonna be really, really fun to like sell this to people in two years. You know when it's all it's collected and just sort of like get to be like, oh, this is this story where this happened.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I read another comic. I know. I know this isn't a buckshot round. You or did whatever. this last week too. Did I? Yeah. Well, I I know I didn't talk about Spy Seal last week. No. Mm. I read Spy Seal number three. Um. There's a part where he's driving in this weird little French car. And he has to go down an alleyway, and all the sides pop out, and it turns into a motorcycle. And looking at that uh, awesome spread of all the different Batmobiles in uh, White Knight reminded me of it. Other than that, um, probably not much of a Jeff comic.
0: Spy Seal? Spy Seal. Because it's pretty dense?
2: No, it's just, I can't, I can't even picture you reading it.
0: I don't know what that means, but I'm going to choose not to get offended.
2: I think by... you
1: might like some of the animals in it, but.
0: Like the
2: seals? <laughs> I like animals. There's bird people. There's,
1: there's a bunny lady. There's, uh, are, you, are you reading it? Or read the first uh, couple issues.
2: Yeah. I stalled out after number two and then I found number three on my floor and I thought, oh, I'll try this one. It's only a four issue series.
1: It's pretty oh. good. <laughs> now I feel
0: like I got to read it to prove you wrong. It worked. You son of a bitch. Listen, <laughs> I
1: love any book that's uh, like a human noun mixed with an animal noun. So. Like Batman.
0: Or Catboy.
1: Or Teen Dog. <laughs> or Spider Dog. <laughs> or Ninja Batman. Man bat,
0: did you did you read the turtles Batman? Yeah, it How featured some
1: ninja man bats and ninja turtles. It was uh, it was pretty cool. I, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, my boy Jimmy Tiv.
0: Yeah, uh, can I get your favorite turtle? Um, are you a Mikey guy? He likes the red one.
1: Listen, I've got I have a confession to make. I never really watched Ninja Turtles growing I up. I
0: still feel like everyone can have a favorite turtle though.
1: I I mean the the one who with the red. The red's my favorite color.
0: Django was right. Said, is so that is that is so that, that they they wore, rude. Very cool. Is that Donatello? No, no, no. That's Raphael. My favorite's Donatello. Uh, oh,
2: okay, guys, they all wore red originally. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Nobody got cares. Mansplain boring over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um... Well, I'm not a turtle. <laughs> I didn't grow up watching Ninja Turtles, but I I grew up wishing I was watching Ninja Turtles because I knew they were the coolest ever.
0: Like two-year-old, three-year-old, I'm not sure how it happened, but my very first interest as a little baby was Ninja Turtles and Batman at the same time. Oh, man. My whole That's life. That's perfect. So yeah. this
1: comic is perfect for you. I, I didn't read the first Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, series. This is the second one to come out, and it's got bane as the main villain now which is great because i love bane They got um, the same
0: artist in it though which is cool i like this art yeah
1: i like most of the art sometimes it got a little uh i don't, I don't know like wild like the lines were pretty like i like a little more straightness i guess and like my bane shapes doing
0: this why is, what's bane doing why, it's, he got it's turtles unclear and Batman? he
1: gets he gets swapped with uh purple headband tech turtle okay donatello donald tello donald tello <laughs> donald p tello and because donald tello is feeling insecure about his fighting abilities because he's always been like the tech guy and he ends up taking on a bad guy alone and his brothers have to come and rescue him and so he feels kind of low on his self-confidence and he wants to get in touch with batman send him a message to be like hey how do you be so cool you're the tech guy and like the martial artist
0: we have bane coming out of a lazarus pit
1: yes um he's (laughs) canon hey Django,
0: in in this book there's an ad for the first collection of the tmnt universe series Mm -hmm. and in it it says there's a new tale from kevin eastman and Bill kevich oh heavens Bill kevich drawing the turtles that's and a lot yeah a lot uh okay Speaking of ads, what do you guys think of these uh, Dark Knights metal ads that are out? Boy, so we got to got to go beyond Dark Knights metal. You mean there were the the silencer? The, what are those called? The Dark Knights, this new imprint in DC that's all artist created characters. That I'm sorry to say, look. I, I think it looks like garbage.
2: I only know The Silencer because it's in this week's books. Well, there was Damage damage
1: from last week's book. There was two of these big double-page spreads in one book this week. I can't remember which book it was, and it really upset me. I think it was that book, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, The Silencer. It's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 man, the way that in Klaus they tie in Santa's ho-ho-ho laughter. That was great. That was pretty cute. Um...
2: What, did I fall asleep for
0: that? It's when they're spinning out of the, you know, the the negative moment, the dimension yeah, where just, they all get their imagination back and they say impossible because the world beats creativity out of you and once your imagination is taken from you, everything that's good feels impossible. So then as they're escaping out, she says impossible and that's when Santa, like Klaus starts laughing so hard and there's just this big moment of ho, ho. ho. It's so cheesy good. Like that, like there are those good moments where it's like, <laughs> High concept, ridiculous thing juxtaposed with Christmas, and that's an inherently stupid thing. I'll give you that. Like I, I love it. It's 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 stupid funny. So Grant Morrison did write it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Batman number thirty six by Tom King.
1: Six out of ten. For Batman. T M N T. Okay, thank you.
2: Uh, Clay Man on pencils in the cover, and then Clay Man with Seth Man on inks. Jordy Belair doing colors.
0: I believe it's Clayface. Yeah,
2: uh, Clayman, man, Clay,
0: man. Without a fourth person here, we just sort of say <laughs> things and let them sit. You well, know, I keep just
1: setting up jokes for Roman.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you too have a thing. Let's let's you make some Star
1: Fox th- and Dragon Ball references.
0: Yeah, the good ones. What's Star favorite. Fox? Do a barrel roll. Um, Use the boost to get through. Jeff.
2: This issue is my new favorite Batman comic.
1: <gasps>
0: More than the last one?
2: More than the annual know. or the 35?
0: No. It's just lumped in there with all these other amazing fucking Batman yeah. comics that I keep would, coming out. I would love to just be able to say, like, oh, yep, yeah, in my fucking buckshot round, be like, oh, yeah, and the Batman book is really good, and or whatever. Or, yeah. j- or just, like, have a say. But, like, this was my favorite issue of the week, hands down.
1: Batman 35, Batman annual batman 36 like three in a row just near perfect issues
0: do you feel that way for you personally i can't remember your scores on the last two batman i
1: gave the annual an eight i think yeah because you're Um, a husk you said i because i'm a husk but that's that was the only reason so
0: i mean an eight is a husk's 10 do you (laughs) brayden do you like this one more than the annual um yes i did I feel like this one is a little bit more relatable in the way that it's not, like, zeroed in on, like, love and two people in love, and this is very much related to, like, 2017 and how bad boys are at being friends.
2: Oh, yeah. So this issue is basically Justin wearing a Superman costume and Jeff wearing a Batman costume, talking to Sam and Aaron, uh, wearing Lois Lane and Catwoman costumes about how they need to talk to each other.
0: Um, That's a cute idea, but do you actually think that i would have any problem immediately calling justin if i got engaged
2: no no you're right (laughs) you're
0: right (laughs) i mean Um, maybe if you were take it all back like i think that i was like when danny got engaged i I was i was you probably the first person he called well, all right. Got, yeah, I got So
2: you tell us what it's about, Mister well, Fancy That's not what Banks. I meant. Sorry. <laughs> Heart on your sleeve.
0: But it's it's mostly Lois and Catwoman trying to convince both of their respective boy toys that they should call the other one since Batman just got engaged and Superman knows that he got engaged and they <laughs> won't call each other to deal with it. Listen, like,
1: they're busy, Jeff.
0: They're busy. But it's clearly way. It's more like Tom King has really hit his stride with this run. I was pretty hot and cold with the first like 20 mm-hmm. issues of this series. But in these last couple of months and all the Catwoman issues, they're amazing because it's not Batman just being Batman. It's like each one sort of is a sl- slight analysis of a weird aspect of Batman's character. And in this one, it's that he's isolated. So, and that Bat- Superman also has an inferiority complex. <laughs> so the most incredible thing about this <laughs> issue is that there is like a three page sequence where each page is eight panels. Um, going down the page and all of the four left stack panels are Superman talking to Lois um, or Bruce talking to Catwoman who may have switched but and it's them sort of just talking about who the other one is in their eyes and it's things like Batman saying his whole planet was destroyed he's the last of a holocaust he grew up in the dirt finding out slowly how different he was a stranger discovering every day how strange he was he has the power to tear apart the world and he could with a pinky and they sort of go about summarizing who they are, but that culminates ultimately in each one saying, uh, this is Batman talking about Superman, every kid is inspired by him. And his summative statement is, he's a better man than I am. And Superman goes through a similar sequence and he says at the end, everyone wants to be him, speaking of Batman. He's just a better man than I am. And there's just this amazing moment where you realize that like, both of these guys have such love and respect for the other one that their respect for the other totally causes them to just feel small, mm-hmm. which is
1: a super relatable issue. That absolutely, like, I think you and me do this a lot, oh, and yeah. like Jeff, or like we get so worried about how other people, how we're like portrayed to other people like how we're matching up to them and, and it's even just like
0: in that little justin podcast we just put, yeah, were definitely yeah. talking about just like it's so easy to not like be aware of yourself or care about yourself or value yourself mm-hmm. and to recognize that like if you really care about somebody there's a pretty good chance that they also really care about you <laughs> and and i just love i love that i love the unspoken awareness that batman and superman are best friends but even they don't really know that. Like, yeah. it's That's just a great... That's well, and
2: a... yeah, they're, they're best buddies. They're best buddies. But they're too manly. Oh, yeah. they're yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Like, talk about toxic masculinity. They're just
1: better men than we are. Batman, yeah.
2: Batman synthesized it in his lab.
0: I did like <laughs> that at one point, because the whole issue is basically each, you know, Batman and Superman each having a conversation with their partner. Having the same conversation and that's... But at one point, Superman is taking on the role that Catwoman is taking on. Like, at one point, the genders are flopped in terms of who is saying what to each one, which sort of shows that, like, if opposites kind of attract in relationships, that is also true about Batman and Superman being opposites and being attracted to one another. Like, it's... it's, it's it's just a, it's a, it's a very complex statement about people's relationships masked as a superhero comic book and like clearly tom king uh cares about and knows about people in a deeper way beyond just being a guy who's writing a batman comic so i i like I really appreciated it, and I just grinned, like, so massively as I finished reading it. And I was like, Sam was in my room, and I was like, Sam, it's the next issue of Batman, and it's so good. <laughs> like,
2: it's so good. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, is showing the similarities and differences between the two guys. And a lot of times you don't get, you'll get a page or two of that. And this, the entire issue mm-hmm. is them not really knowing that they're working on a similar crime and, and... Like, even the page layout, they each have this amazing, crazy perspective shot to establish who you're following. Um, And by the end, like, they're both taking an elevator to the same place. But Batman's just going down the elevator shaft and Superman's going up in an elevator Mm -hmm. like a normal person. (laughs) And and Batman's surprised that he took the elevator and Superman starts explaining why he doesn't just crash through a window (laughs) on the 40th floor or whatever. It's... It's really well done again. I'd like to see Tom King's notes to write this story because he's got to have a list of like Superman Batman similarities, Superman Batman differences, yeah. and then things that you like similarities or differences that you can describe as similarities, like when they're both talking about each other. Well, I like mean, he grew up all alone, he grew up in a
0: mansion, like it's and yeah it's it's an interesting assessment of just like types of people because I found that page I was thinking of and. And it basically comes down to, like, in the conversations that we're having, we're aware that Batman and Lois are very similar, because they're these detectives that are both trying to solve this mystery that's going on, and Catwoman's like, well, I'm your partner, like, I'm here to help you, and Superman's like, let me protect you, like, they, <laughs> yeah. they both... Are the sort of like innocent bystander to the person that is in the relationship that's just on this never ending quest to like solve this thing. Like I definitely relate to that person, and I've got this like wonderful person who's very supportive of me in my life. Um, but like you know, I'm still just head on the in my ass trying to solve a mistake. Like, it's it's just it's it's so many thoughts about relationships like between friendships and romantic relationships and how people fit together that I've had in my life, and it's it was really incredible to see it. Put out uh, in a single issue like this.
2: There's one thing I could do without. Yeah, <gasps> it's um, the way Catman, Catwoman walks down the stairs when she into the Batcave. She's got to be in rafters, Jenga. She's
1: uh, up above.
2: Why? The cleavage shot. Yeah, it's the cleavage shot, and I don't know where is she coming from. Why is she there?
1: She's a cat. <sighs>
2: It just seemed way hypersexual to me. That, and then uh, there's another shot yeah, later did, on. I,
1: it does seem a
2: little unnecessary. I'm not, like, the dude in me is not complaining very much. But, I mean, like, here she's coming a little... down
0: a... Uh, like, she definitely crawls down things. But, <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, you're right. It does, <laughs> it's <a> unnecessary. <laughs> <Yeah>. She's <laughs> a shadow in the night. It's,
2: it's like she always has to have her butt up.
0: Yeah. Which... You know,
2: and it's that's not really against this characterization of her, and it's not something that they dwell on other than in the art in this issue a whole lot. Um, I don't, I don't have a huge problem with it. It just it once it jumped out at me, it, it kind of bugged me.
0: Um, I guess my other like this issue did raise in my head a concern, which is like I would love for every issue to be like this, but this is like the third issue in a row that we've been getting mm. that I fucking love getting that awesome fatigue and like not even i don't know about that it's just like i can see other people not liking it and i i guess like i would rather have too little of a thing than too much of a thing and i really don't want to get tired of how much i like this thing like batman being allowed to be in a relationship and then Basically, work on his personal relationships. Like that's a story that yeah. I'm interested in. I hope that they don't, in classic comic book fashion, like drive it into the dirt. Because yeah. in a ten- like, I feel like there's a real tendency to like when, like when they realize that customers are enjoying a thing, they give it to them until they don't want it anymore. Right? Well,
2: I'm sure that this is all leading up to
0: some actual peril that one of these characters is going to be in. Right. I agree. Do you think that Catwoman is going to leave him or is Catwoman gonna die? Or is Batman gonna leave her?
1: I think well, as long I guess as we already
0: saw the end.
1: I think as long as Tom King's writing this, I don't think they're gonna split up.
2: I, I think
0: really like that idea.
2: They can't according to the annual, right? That's well, that's
1: what I'm clinging to.
0: Well because of the Helena thing, we can maybe argue that this could be Earth Two or an Else Worlds.
1: Hmm, sure. The annual was?
0: Well the annual because Catwoman says to Helena I'm your father's wife. Okay. And it was in like Earth 2 or a, an Elseworlds story mm. that Catwoman and Batman's daughter is Helena, who's the Huntress.
2: Uh, mm. I guess we have a long time for her to just show up from Earth 2. Uh,
0: yeah, and I, I will choose to ignore that, but that's the point that Bra- or J- Roman <clears throat> brought up last week, yeah. and I do think it's a valid point. Sure. Um, th- they gave themselves a backdoor. Right. Yeah. Which I don't want, but... <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, I I hope that it doesn't just turn into Batman romance
1: comics. I would love that. I'm super down for that. Yeah,
2: I I I think it would drop off pretty fast, and I don't think he'd make the hundred issues that he's hoping for.
0: I think what feels so special about this romance aspect to me is that it's not been there before, and I feel like in order to sustain it, if he gives me a little bit every couple issues, or you know, like a full issue every three or four issues of it, like that would be perfect. We got three in a row. Awesome! It's been like my three favorite Batman issues that have come out in a row in years. Um, and please this is don't let one. my desire for things ruin <laughs> things. Yeah, Super Friends. This arc is three or four issues long. Uh, not... Oh, really? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah. that means we'll get some action when they're at the restaurant in the, in the next issue. Yeah. out to eat.
0: It's going to be good stuff. Um I give this one a nine point five. Me too.
1: we give it a ten. <laughs>
2: what happened to my little husk <laughs> whoa
1: man my eyes
0: just dropped enough for my jaw <laughs> brain must have been excited to do that Braden, there was what the a,
1: fuck <laughs> there wasn't anything i that bothered me about it like there wasn't a single thing i disliked i don't think but and i this... mean
0: historically you're not a huge fan of superhero comic books
1: no but this isn't a superhero comic. i, I
0: agree i agree i just i'm curious like how far that ex- that radius of not really caring about superhero comics extends? Uh, oh, it's, it's like a, do you not give? a f- i mean, it's you, a weird fluctuating. You radius. clearly give a little bit of a fuck about Batman. Oh yeah,
1: and like, like Batman's the hero, probably the first one I grew up with, like I- idolizing. So, so you love Batman? Oh yeah. Okay. Also, I love this like the most Dragon Ball Z esque fight Superman has in this issue oh, of yeah. like any comic, like fighting out in the middle of the nowhere, like crashing into like mountains and stuff. It was. Yeah. Cool. I, got, I got my, got my DVC glands oh. pumping for sure. Yeah, that
0: Death Valley shot. Oh, yeah. Brain, I've been making myself watch an episode of Dragon Ball Super every day.
1: <sighs> I envy you, but I just I can't watch those subs. I
0: know. I hear it.
2: Um... Jeff, earlier today I heard Roman saying something about somebody in this being a bad guy from the World's Finest. Is it this Doctor X?
0: Yeah, and apparently that's just a real trashy throwaway villain, but it used to come up in World's Finest when they were fighting both Batman and Superman. Oh, okay. that's pretty
2: that's pretty cute. Yeah. I really like how uh their informants are both mispronouncing it or being I, confused.
0: I thought it was just a really highbrow, like, oh, he's X like E X or E C H Z or something or like
2: but but then the uh, then the guy tells Superman that it's Ax, yeah, axe yeah A X yeah and
0: so it just yeah, I don't know if it was mispronounced or what it was but I liked how I almost thought maybe it was the girls arranging a fake mystery so they would force <laughs> the guys to run into each other yeah
1: um, listen there was a lot of books this week I feel like. I mean it was a it was a small low low quantity high quality week I feel like
2: yeah a lot of people came in and and like. We had probably, uh, probably 15% less books than usual mm-hmm. this well, we week. We didn't even fill up our stands all the way. Yeah. But a lot of people were walking out with bigger stacks than usual. Which yeah, was and kind of I strange.
1: walked home with a huge stack, and there's still much more I want to take home. Um, what I'm asking, what's, uh, what's a couple books that you guys haven't read that that you're looking forward to
0: holiday special you know i'm gonna get my greasy little gopher paws on that holiday special but like klaus i was going to give it a little bit more time get a little bit closer to christmas um i like to really feel as much christmas as i can and that's been a big problem for me about bellingham is that it's not ever snowy enough for me to have those moments where i fucking feel like christmas like i did my whole life growing up mm-hmm. so i want i want there to be snow on the ground i want to have a day off and i want to light a bunch of candles and have my fireplace on and i want to read that in front of there um so that's that's the thing i'm really excited about. i actually didn't have an insane stack of books this week i'm glad everybody okay. else did but uh it, there was a lot of image books but none of them were my image books uh.
1: Hashtag not my image.
0: Hashtag not my image. But image is becoming less and less my image.
2: I read most of what I want to read. Oh, yeah? Um, I haven't had time to read Superman. Uh, Shadow Batman number three. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Uh, Obviously. I get one of every cover. And uh, and I read them all. Pervert. Just in case. (laughs) Just in case there's something different on the inside. You never know. You never know. Um, And the fix. Oh, yeah, the fix is back. Fix number ten. That... That book is
0: funny. That cover's great. I like that deep web dreaming, whatever that technology is.
1: I like Nick Spencer writing funny stuff more than I like him writing controversial stuff.
0: I think that you would really like this issue of Captain America that came out, Brayden. Okay. There's some very uh, Frank Castle blue eye moments. There's a handful of Steve Rogers' eyes drawn by Chris Somney, and I... He's a... I love that boy.
2: Nice. There are yeah. a couple little kids in the store today. They are probably 11,
1: mm-hmm.
2: 12, and uh, I was I was sorting some comics, and I just hear him say, look, it goes right through his head. My mom won't let me read this one. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom was standing, like, two feet away, just kind of spacing out, and I looked over, and it was the kids looking at the last page of that last issue of Punisher Platoon. Oh,
1: boy. Like, oh, God. You got Ooh. a good mom, kids. <laughs> and they yeah. saw me
2: catch them, and they, like, put it back, and... Started talking about Thor or something. Oh, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. It was pretty funny. That's cute. You can maybe cut that out. I don't, uh, know. I don't know if <laughs> I we want people cute. to know.
0: I thought it was cute. Um, guys, obviously, we haven't had a voicemail in a while that's not somebody who's been on this podcast. So if you're listening to this and you've ever thought about calling in, uh, you should do it. If you have a question or if you even just want to say hi, I know that there's listeners out there. I, I talk to you each week. You should give us a call. Oh, yeah. Um, give us something to talk about here at the end. Uh, should we
2: call anybody out specifically?
0: No, no, no. If they're not calling it maybe it's because they're, you know, not super comfortable with it. So they probably wouldn't be comfortable getting called out. But um our phone number here at the podcast is one six one nine six six three seven three three six bingo bingo and i also want to thank nick wait for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music every week on the podcast his soundcloud account is soundcloud.com slash stemmingway s-t-e-m-i-n-g-w-a-y bunch of catchy tunes no guilt or stress with that music at all. You don't have to worry about somebody trying to be a superstar or anybody trying to rain on any other clouds or agendas. No one's fake there. Just an awesome dude making very poppy tunes in my basement.
2: Um, also, if you like our podcast, or really any podcast, you should go review it. Uh, that's super helpful to get uh, get us up there in the search algorithms for other podcasts.
0: Algorithms, things, math, science. data, yeah.
2: stuff. Um, and, you know, do that, do that everywhere. Do that on Facebook and Google and, and in your podcast. It really, really, really helps small businesses or even more importantly just businesses that you like. Um, it's really easy to go out and give a negative review. Man, this sounds like we got a bunch of negative reviews or
0: something. We haven't, we haven't gotten any negative reviews. We just want to get some more positive reviews. Yeah,
2: the, the, more, the more the better, and it's always nice to hear from people in that way.
0: Um, Listen, I love all the people in this room. Uh, I love everybody listening. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys all in the shop because we're always here. Always. We're always here. Because we love it, even on our days off. And Mm. Moonbase. Although my day off is tomorrow. Mm, And I will probably come in tomorrow.
2: Me too. Why? Why are you guys here
0: on your days off? Um, Well, listen, I... I saved mm-hmm. up this money to get this Akira box set, but oh. then it came damaged, and I don't know if I'm taking it home yet, so then I decided I was going to put that money towards this Jack Kirby omnibus that I ordered Ooh, for myself, yeah. so I might come in and take that home.
2: <laughs> um, I'm Django, and I prefer the flavor maple on
0: my donuts. I'm Jeff, and I'm definitely also Bob Cratchit.
1: I'm Braden and I'm a very tiny Tim.
0: Tiny Tim, I know that Django doesn't like maple, but we also know more than anything, above all else, he's screwed. Bah. Bah. We still got like two weeks of Christmas Roambug. in front of us. Don't you don't you humbug on the Romebug? Romebug. Romebug.